It's the Ricky Stokes I'm Calling You Out podcast from the man that brought you RickyStokesNews.com. Yeah, that Ricky Stokes. Plain and simple with just the facts. Because if you know Ricky Stokes, you know he'll call hogwash when he sees it. Yeah, that Ricky Stokes. And now, here is Ricky Stokes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ricky Stokes for episode number two of I'm Calling You Out podcast. This is Memorial Day weekend. I want to ask you all to travel safely and uh, arrive at your destination safely. No drinking and driving. I do not want to have to bond you out of jail, nor do we want to have to to work a wreck that you're involved in. So please be careful as you're boating, traveling, or whatever it is you're doing. A reminder, Houston County on Monday will be having garbage pickup. So you need to have your garbage cans out Monday morning at 6 a.m. because Houston County Sanitation will be rolling on the trucks. Now we're going to get into some stuff that's happening. This past Monday, we had a Houston County Commission meeting. I want to congratulate Commissioner Curtis Harvey, who has gotten his theological doctorate degree. Uh, He's a pastor of a church, and he uh, recently graduated with a doctorate in theology. And he was not at the meeting Monday, and I want to wish him congratulations. The other four, well, three commissioners and chairmen, because Culver used to always say when you go Commissioner Culver, no, Chairman. So we had Chairman Shoup, and we had Commissioner Tracy Adams, and we had Sergeant Deputy Sheriff Houston County Commissioner District 3, Ricky Herring, and District 4, Captain Commissioner James Ivey, all in attendance in the meeting. Peter Covert was a little covert on his attendance and was late. But Barclay Kirkland was there in attendance. They brought something up. Recently, you know, they uh, got the city of Dothan, Mark Sleba, got his two little puppets. Finally, he got the cords in place. And John Ferguson and Gant Pierce went, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. We won't buy the farm center. We'll let Houston County have it. Because Brandon Shoup has this plan that he, back in December, said he would create this master plan of what they were going to do with the farm center. The only problem is nobody's seen the plan. He told the Dothan commissioners back in December he would have a plan. Now, it's May. Hadn't seen a plan. But they convinced the commissioners over the objection of District 3 Commissioner Bradley Bedwell, District 2 Commissioner uh, Aristotle Kirkland, and District 1 Commissioner Kevin Dorsey. They wanted to go ahead and buy the Farm Center. Uh, Saliba was able to control the other two that had, were the leaders of the coup on buying the Farm Center, and they got cold feet. No, not really. They didn't cold feet. Just Mark Saliba was smarter than they are, and he knew how to control them. But... Shoop in his grandmaster plan. Now, I didn't go to their admit meeting. I will confess. I get tired of going and listening to them. Uh, the, uh, going to commission meetings, kind of like changing a baby's diaper. They're both full of it. But uh, nothing was discussed at Monday's meeting. And I want you to hear what they did. Authorized chairman to negotiate purchase and sale of 172 for that run for no more than $290,000. Question. Second. Motion by the commission. Question. Question. Second by the commissioner Adams. Thank you. We have a motion and a second already. So any questions for discussion? 
I just asked you so that uh, I'm trying to make sure so if anybody did have any questions. I got you. All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Any opposed say nay. Motion passes. Staff reports. Mr. T. Okay. You heard that. Now, the only thing we did cut out, George Trotter did speak for three minutes. Uh, we did not include what he spoke about, which was about the sale of this property. Uh, but you notice the commissioners didn't have anything to say. They didn't explain it. We've asked for documentation to go with their agenda. We didn't get any documentation. Exactly what Chairman Shoup read at the beginning of that item, and he said it's a the authorized the chairman to enter into a sale at 172 Pravat Road. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know which piece of property 172 Pravat Road is, but we're going from Ross Clark Circle going east on Pravat Road. You got DHR building is at the corner behind it. You've got Spectra Care, and they got a group home there. Then you got some uh, empty property, vacant property, and then there's a private residential residence. So I don't know what two, uh, 172 is, but uh, where have we heard discussion about that? We hadn't heard in, in the shoot master plan, which apparently he didn't tell us the truth back in December. He learned real quick when he took office in November how not to tell the truth. He was going to have a master plan. It's now uh, May 24th, 2023, and we hadn't seen a plan, but all of a sudden they spring at the meeting on Monday to sell the piece of property. Which property are they selling? Why are they selling it? What's the plans for the whole property? If we needed the farm center back, why are we selling that piece of property? There's a lot of questions there. And unless you sign up uh, days in advance, which the agenda doesn't come out days in advance, you can't speak uh, at a meeting. In part of that, you hear guys say question, and they just skip over them like they ignore Unless you sign up and you get the holy anointment from Chairman Shoup, you can't speak and you can't ask a question. And there's no documentation, at least the city of Dothan. If you go to Dothan.org and you go to their, their city commission agenda, there's a hyperlink under every item that has all the documentation about that item on the agenda. At least Kevin Cowper and Mayor Saliba and the Dothan commissioners are not trying to be covert in what they do and hide it from the public through covert actions. I don't know if that's because of Peter Covert. I don't know whether that's called Brandon Shoup. I don't know whether that's because of transparency and accountability, uh, Ricky Herring. Uh, that, that he prayed about it and they said, don't do it. I don't know why. I don't, and I'm not being critical of prayer, but he just always says that. And so, you know, but he also says he's transparent and he's accountable. Bull. They don't do any documentation. So what, what ladies and gentlemen, if we had to buy the farm, didn't sell the farm center because we needed it, when do they explain what they're going to do with it? When do they explain what they're going to do uh, selling this piece of property, it's 172 Pravat Road. What's on that build, that property that they're going to sell? Who they're going to sell it to? I uh, wonder if they're using uh, Caldwell Banker, Alfred Sleeper Realty, and Mark Culver as a realtor. Uh, by the way, they tried to slide one of those in in a curveball for the county to buy a piece of property or lease it. And they got busted on that because of who the realtor was. And, uh, Oh, covert was not covert anymore when that came out. He liked to, had to call Dothan Rescue uh, to him. But anyway, 
That's questions from Houston County Commission. I got another question for him in a minute, and we're going to take this break. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I don't make these snowballs. I just throw them, and it's up to you. It's your money. It's what you're doing. You elected them. Uh, so, but this stinks. This is kind of like the baby's diaper. We'll be right back. This is the Ricky Stokes I'm Calling You Out podcast, available on his website at rickystokesnews.com, his Facebook page at Ricky Stokes News, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Also available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and again, hope you have a great Memorial Day. And remember, garbage cans go out at 6 a.m. on Monday out in the county. If uh, that's your regular day for pickup because the garbage truck's We'll be running on Monday, on Memorial Day. At the Houston County Commission meeting this past Monday, they talked about the opiate money settlement. Uh, the state and cities of Alabama will split nearly $300 million in legal funds from companies that produced and distributed addictive opiate painkillers. And now they face big decisions about how to spend the money. Uh, some legal observers are closely watching how the process plays out in states across the country that mostly bungled the last public health settlement with big tobacco. Overall, less than 10% of the tobacco settlement funds went back into programs to prevent smoking or to help people quit. At Monday's Houston County Commission, the Honorable Chairman Brandon Shoup says the following. Item number four is a request to approve budget amendment to record revenues from Johnson & Johnson opioid settlement. Motion to approve. Second. Motion by Commissioner Herring and a second by Commissioner Biden. Any questions or discussion? All in favor say aye. Aye. opposed say nay. Motion passes. All right, you heard no discussion whatsoever on what they're going to do with the uh, money that they're getting on the opiate settlement is going to be uh, spread out through the cities and counties across the state of Alabama. The Attorney General Steve Marshall, he filed a separate lawsuit and didn't go into the class action and settled for $276 million, an amount higher than the state. Uh, our correction, the states would have got in the national deal. But uh, the majority of the money that has been recovered under the settlement required to be used for opiate abatement. Now, the National Opiate Settlement has 15 pages of approved uses, including several core strategies that must be included in the state plans. Those include uh, increasing access to Naxalon, uh, a drug that can reverse overdoses, medication for opiate abuse, treatment for pregnant women, and syringe service program, which provides access to sterile needles and doesn't exist in Alabama. And here's the key. States can use the money for other uses, but they should be all be proven methods for treating or preventing addiction. In Louisiana, it's not supposed to be used for law enforcement purposes, but 20% of it is going to the sheriffs. Alabama has already received more than $7 million from a separate $9.2 million settlement with a consulting firm. The money has been sent to the Alabama Department of Forensic Sciences, which has been overwhelmed by requests for drug testing. The Office of Prosecution Services, which is the district attorneys for the state of Alabama, which will use the money for drug and mental health courts. 
hear that? Drug and Mental Health Courts and the Alabama Department of Child Abuse and Neglect. Okay? We have no mental health treatment, but it's going to be used for the courts. Court ain't never solved nothing. And I think I used several double negatives intentionally. Courts ain't never solved nothing. Uh, I told one judge that he was a dumbass, that if he thought that the uh, SAP program in the Alabama Department of Corrections was better than the Alabama Teen Challenge, and Teen Challenge is no longer for teenagers, but the only thing that the Alabama Department of Corrections has done is kind of like what Nick Saban's done for Alabama football. He made the state of Alabama number one in football, and the Alabama Department of Corrections made Alabama number one in the murder rate in prisons. They both made Alabama number one just in different things. And if they thought that the SAP program was better, they're wrong. But these vultures, I mean, excuse me, these elected people are about to get a bunch of money on this opiate settlement, and I guarantee you they'll find their paws in it There'll be some folks indicted before it's over with where they misspent the money and it didn't go for where the problem is. It says the Alabama Open Council will hold another meeting in November. The council includes representatives from the Alabama Department of Public Health, Alabama Department of Mental Health, and the Office of the Attorney General. Several other members have backgrounds in law enforcement or substance use treatment. They said the council should consider adding more members who have survived opiate addiction. It's like one young man told me. He said, I went to all these programs that told me I had a drug problem. And he went, duh, I knew I had a drug problem. They didn't teach me how to solve it. They just taught me I had a problem. I knew I had a problem. And he finally got to a place where they taught him how to handle the problem and how to deal with the problem. And people will, that's had a drug addiction, and then their employers put them where they'll set, to set them up for failure. And uh, that's happened more times than you know. And the black robe guy, he don't know how to settle it. He sits up on his perch, looks down. I'm not trying to be critical of you judges, but you sit up on your perch and you listen to a probation officer who has a pre-prescribed list of questions that he asks you, and nothing to do about the problem, and he's had about a 15-minute interaction with you, and he's supposed to know what's best for you and for your life. Hogwash. Bullcrap. Like the baby's diaper. That's what it is. And I'm telling you from experience and things that I've seen, and I've seen over the years. I'm going to say something, and I really don't like doing this because it looks like I'm trying to pat myself on the back. But I'll write people's bond for free for them to go to one year of inpatient treatment. That if they'll make an investment in themselves, I will make an investment in them because that's a 10-day a, a program, a drying out, that's not going to solve the problem on drug addiction. And all this millions of dollars they're getting, the, the ones who suffered and gone through it, they're not getting any of this money. This is going to your vultures that are elected. It's going to spend it on stuff. It's kind of like Houston County Commission gave the city of Dothan, who has plenty of money, $1 million of the ARPA 
the COVID Recovery Act for green space in downtown Dothan. Green space. Nobody has defined to me for what green space is. Geneva County Commission put it where you can have bowel movements in the courthouse and flush it through the courthouse system, but wouldn't give EMS any other money. So they think more of your bowels than they do your life in Geneva County. They give $1,000 a year, a year, to each of the four EMS units. And if you ever had a wreck, yesterday there was a Kinsey policeman that had a wreck. It was not his fault. He didn't realize the guy was going to run stop sign and run out in front of him and roll him about five or eight times over in his vehicle. He didn't plan for that. You don't plan for a heart attack. That wreck on 52 a couple weeks ago, they didn't plan to be trapped in a vehicle. You never know. And then you need an ambulance. These folks are not going to use the money the way they're supposed to. And you heard the commission approve as far as where they can record the revenue, but you didn't hear anything they planned to do with the money. You've heard no discussion. There was no documentation. I've been asking for documentation, and Covert can't, can't figure it out yet. What, do you, what is it you want? I want documentation with the items on the agenda so we know what it is. We know what, why you're selling the property. We know what you're going to do with all these millions of dollars you're getting on opiate settlement. Be transparent, Ricky Herring. Be accountable, Ricky Herring. Okay? Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to realize something. They start at $33,000 a year plus $250 a month to furnish their own car. So that's $35,000 a year. When they vote themselves vote a cost of living raise, they get it. So $33,000 times 4.3 as a deputy and 4.3 as a commissioner. Then they gave it 15%. So take the 33, add 4.3 to it, and then add another 15%. And whatever you're making as a deputy, add 15% after you've gotten that raise. You're making some pretty good chunks of change. You're making about $78,000 a year. And you're not having to use the $250 a month auto allowance because guess what? You get to drive your sheriff's department car where you want to go. I'm calling you out. Be transparent. Be accountable. And quit being covert with the documentation. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. This is Ricky Stokes. I'm calling you out podcast. Find Ricky on his website at rickystokesnews.com, on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, or Twitter. You can also email Ricky at rsn.news109 at gmail.com or text Ricky anytime at 334-790-1729. And tune in next time for the Ricky Stokes I'm Calling You Out podcast. Available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you find your podcast. Hogwash.